it seems like a boundary is here to um, have a space or keep us away from something, but in reality, the boundary helps us get closer. Welcome back. Another episode of Leading Matters. I have a really interesting guest for you today, but before I introduce her and tell you who she is, uh, I want to explain to you why uh, I've even invited her on the show. Um, I discovered, and the, the, how I discovered it really isn't important right now, but I discovered recently that there's an entire industry for personal service coaches, whether it's career coaching, which has been around for probably a longer time than some of these, health coach, fitness, of course, but also really in, in everything. I mean, you name it, uh, things that, that we do that make us who we are as professionals, that make us who we are as individuals, as better community members, can be coached. And I think part of this... Um, development and expansion of this industry is because it's easier for us to connect with one another. Obviously, the internet and most certainly social media have made connecting much easier and finding uh, your style or, or type of coach is going to be a good fit for you. And look, I'm going to be honest, at first I was a little bit skeptical of the industry, but what I found is that there's incredible value. It's expansive throughout the entire uh, practice of personal coaching services. And again, it can extrapolate anything from career and 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 uh, health, wellness, even sleep, you name it, right? So um, why do I tell you that story? Because my guest today is Shelly Davidescu, and she is a health and wellness coach. Uh, gets, I'll get into a little bit more detailed description when I actually introduce her for the formal part of the show. But um, I have to tell you that there's uh, we talk a lot on this show about the mission, the purpose, and the values, the MVP, if you will, of our business, of our teams, how we seek to serve. And what I find really interesting in this discussion with Shelly is it really boils those things down into actionable decisions that we can make for ourselves on a daily basis. And that those decisions have a huge impact, not just on our own uh, progress or career development or whatever we're trying to achieve our success but indeed on those that are around us and those that we seek to serve this extrapolates into look if you're an entrepreneur it's going to be a great lesson for you if you lead a team it's going to be great for you if you're just looking to advance certain areas of your career uh, eradicate some of the weaknesses and and mine your strengths a little bit better you're going to get gain value out of it um, so I think there's a huge broad application. Employee engagement, I, I almost forgot employee engagement. I think if you're looking to better engage your employees, you're going to find value in this episode. So without uh, going on too long, because I've been at it for almost three minutes now, let's get into my interview with Shelly David Eskew. I'm excited about my guest today because uh, she offers a bit of a different perspective on many of the things that we discuss here on Leading Matters and most, in, most specifically mission, purpose, and values. You see, my, my guest is a background in mental health and combines her knowledge of psychology, business, and health to help her clients gain a deeper appreciation for how their own unique talent and message creates a bigger impact on the world. She is Shelley Davidescu, and I want to welcome her to Leading Matters. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, Joel. Oh, I'm glad to have you, Shelley. So listen, I, I, I want to orient my audience a little bit because uh, the world in which you operate might be a little bit new to them. And truthfully, it was to me too until I met our mutual acquaintance, Selena Sue, who runs some very practical, impactful business courses for entrepreneurs. So the industry's post-personal coaching services and many practitioners 
in the space have uh, specific focus areas. So, Shelly, for the benefit of my audience, can you help us understand exactly what you do and who you do it for? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a business mentor for women in wellness, and this really has um, encompasses women in um, psychotherapy, women in health coaching, acupuncturists, um, skin coaches, really anybody, any woman that is deeply committed to helping people people get healthier in mind, body, and spirit. I see. How long have you been at it? Um, a couple of years in the coaching world. I um, have been in psychotherapy for about six years, six or seven years. Okay, great. Thanks for, again, kind of level setting for us because what I find interesting is when we connected and I kind of did my, my show prep is that you know, it, there's there's a lot of practical applications here, even beyond just your focus area and your industry. So, Shelly, so many times in the conversations that I have with great leaders on leading matters, I've I've heard that the challenges and the problems that we face are more often than not rooted in something deeper, and and a lot of times by uncovering those you know kind of deep seated obstacles, uh, that that's the best way to kind of achieve progress. I mean, is that do you think that's a fair kind of consistency? And, and there's uh, you know can, can we explore that a little bit and let me know if you agree with that, and if so, you know how we can kind of uncover those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really interesting that you say that because a lot of my clients come to me for something wh where they think that it's something specific that they want to resolve, but once we start getting underneath the layers of what's actually going on. They're coming to me for something different. So it's, it is really about uncovering um, deeper-rooted issues within business, which ends up uh, uncovering deeper-rooted deeper issues within themselves. Mm -hmm. So such as? Well, for example, um, one of the things that I deal with a lot is confidence and fear. Hmm. And um, truly uncovering the courage within them to share their message in a more powerful way, in a more congruent way. Um, I deal with fear pretty much with 100% of my clients yeah. as one of the, the main issues that stops them from being able to grow their business, from having a bigger impact, from actually working with the types of clients that they want to work with. They're afraid. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because you know, even as a as an entrepreneur myself, I, I that's one of the things nobody tells you when you go to start your own business is that listen, you're going to be doing everything, not just what you're great at, but <laughs> you know, everything. Everything. And, yeah, right. And your and your your weaknesses and your your lack of confidence in certain areas really get exploited and they really kind of bubble up. I mean, that's a, it was a shock for me. I, and I and I know even leaders, even if they're not entrepreneurs, if they're just aggressive, kind of want to progress their careers or they want to advance what they're doing. You know, addressing those things can be really of paramount importance. I mean, do you agree with that? And if so, like, how does someone get started even realizing that, listen, I have to, I don't have to necessarily obsess on my weaknesses, but I have to tackle them from a place where they don't get in my way? Yeah, I 100% agree with it. And I actually have a perfect reframe for this that I tell all my clients. It's really about understanding what your underdeveloped strengths are. And I absolutely agree with you. Every entrepreneur gets in this in the entrepreneurial space and they all of a sudden have this shock that they have to do everything themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's when they start to become aware of what what underdeveloped strengths they have. Um, so I, you know, I'm a believer that every entrepreneur needs to either master a skill or they need to hire it out. Mm -hmm. It's one of those two mm -hmm. things. And so 
in the early stages, that's when the uh, that's when it becomes really uh, evident what the person needs to either hire out or master because it, you kind of fumble through it. And like you're saying, we think that we have have these weaknesses that come out, but in reality, it's just they're underdeveloped strengths. And um, unfortunately, uh, we compare ourselves to other people who have those skills. Sure more refined or, you know, they've been at it for longer, obviously. So it looks as though, you know, oh, somebody else does this better than me or, or mm. you know, I'm not good enough in this area. When in reality, perhaps, you know, they've only been doing that particular skill for like a couple months. Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I when I was facing this myself, I, I kind of came to the realization is, look, there's nowhere to hide when you're on your own. In other words, yeah. if, if you're in like a certain job with a certain skill set, then you could really empower yourself there and really sink your teeth into that. But you know, there's there's really nowhere else to hide when you're the one who's responsible for generating revenue and closing sales yeah. and, and driving business. So I, I would imagine, especially early on, that that's kind of a, a um, the idea of identifying my underdeveloped skills might be a challenge in and of itself. I mean, is there some kind of I don't want to say tip or trick because I don't think there's ever a trick to it. But is there some kind of uh, of process that we ought to go through? And again, I'm kind of even speaking not just as entrepreneurs, but truly as like individuals, right? Is there some sort of process where we could identify, hey, this is a, a skill that I, I could possess if I get a little bit more disciplined about it, and this is a skill that I might never have, so let me not waste time on trying to develop it. Is there an? I'm sure there's not an easy way to do it, but is there a right way to identify those areas? Well, it it can really start sim more simple than we think. The f number one thing that I go by and that I teach my clients is number one, if you hate to do a specific activity <laughs> and you continue to do it and you continue to hate it, that's a really telltale sign that you're probably not, that's <laughs> not within your strength. That's not within something that comes natural to you. Now, I'm an incredibly strength-based coach and also therapist, and I think there's a lot to uh, to go off of when you love something, when mm. you love something, you're going to want to do it more and more and more. And it's that love and passion for it that's going to help you get through the tough times. Sure. And when you hate something, that's when it becomes really challenging to kind of muscle through when things get really tough. So as a practical uh, you know, tip, I would say you're going to start doing everything yourself probably. Mm-hmm really take into account the things that you absolutely love to do, even when they're challenging, and really take into consideration the things that you absolutely hate. Mm. Um, and consider hiring, hiring those out, considering having somebody help you with those so that you can focus more on the things that you absolutely love to do because there's going to be a sense of flow. Yeah. And again, you ha that's where you get longevity as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, listen, I wanted, this is a, a per, I wanted to ask this question. I think this is a perfect uh, spot for it. So I'm going to share something with you, and I'll tell you why I've, I've, I've put it in here in a second. Uh, so stick with me, a little bit of a story, and I want to get your feedback on it. So um, I've been working out at this local gym, uh, it's a, and it was a six-week program. This is the last week, actually. And th there was kind of a Facebook deal, right, where if you sign up for this program, you put your money down, you follow the program. If you meet this weight loss goal, you get your money back. So it's like, it's a pretty interesting kind of uh, uh, concept. Now, now, the program isn't anything earth-shattering, right? It's just a consistent workouts and clean eating, right? It's not, it's not necessarily anything new. It's just, hey, here's the right things to do. But what I've discovered in it, Shelly, is that the simple act of, of eating – 
and activity and being active is so foundational to so much of what we experience in like our everyday lives, right? So what I mean, it's it's ultimately habit-fueled, right? And we have our choices and that these choices um, can either lead to increased discipline uh, or and can empower us or they could, you know, lead us away from being a little bit more disciplined. So that's why I bring it up here, right? Because you're talking about, hey, you know, f- kind of hiring something out, right? In, uh, and so you can focus on what you're really great in. But that, that also you know, kind of requires a certain level of discipline. So the question that's buried here is, do you believe that there's some foundational things in our everyday, like eating habits, that have a, a significantly larger impact on other areas of our lives? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything that you build as a foundation is going to, it's going to ripple out into other areas of your life. And, and that's, I mean, it's, within the context of what you're saying, if it's foundational, it's going to allow for you to build upon that, right? On top of that. And if that you don't have the right foundation, then building on top of that is going to be really challenging. So of course, absolutely. Our daily habits are so critical, um, not just in our own personal life, but in our business. Do you think people are aware of their habitual nature of themselves? Um, Some are. Um, some are. And I, I think that that's that's really the beauty of working with someone um, that is able to help you see or help you with that level of awareness. That's why it's so fun to work with a coach or you know to to work with even a, an accountability partner if you're not yet ready to work with a coach mm-hmm. because they help you see what you're aware of and what you're not aware of. And you know, in business, well, and in life, of course, but in business. You have to have self-awareness to really understand where to pivot. That's critical. And so surrounding yourself with people that you feel comfortable with, that you trust, that you know are there to support you, and a mentor or a coach or even an accountability partner would be amazing for that because they can give you that direct feedback that you need. Yeah, you know, I, I, I work with a lot of, of businesses that are selling to other businesses. So in the B2B world, when we're developing our teams, this whole notion of engaging our employees is becoming more and more important. You know, you read so much about different generational differences and whatnot, but the common the common theme when with we engage our team or those we work with or those around us seems to be to, you know, be you know, be empathetic and kind of purposeful in what you're doing. I mean is that is that something that you see as a as a reality for the people that you help, and is that something that could help us better engage those that we're working with? Yeah, you have to have a really clear um, foundation, like we were saying, and especially when working with teams, because there needs to be some common ground. That's really what you're talking about. Is where's you know communicating the common ground in many different ways, so that mm-hmm. you know you're all on the same page and you're moving forward maybe not at the same rate but you're moving forward with the same with the same goal in mind sure so that that kind of leads me into this idea of, of impact i know that you work to help your clients better understand the greater impact of what they do mm-hmm. uh, and look that's not sometimes that's a tedious task to kind of dissect what the impact really is right because uh, we might think it's 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 a but it ends up being actually z right so how do you get your clients to realize uh, where and what their impact truly is well, I mean, there's many different ways. Um, it's really about understanding first. I mean, you know all about this, but it's really understanding what their whole purpose in business is and um, really allowing them to dive deep into their desires around 
what kind of impact they want to make so that they're clear when they see it. They, if they're not clear within about what kind of impact they want to make, mm-hmm. then when they see the impact that they're making, they're not going to know how to identify it. But if they're clear about what it is that they want to actually affect, then they're going to be able to see it and they're going to be more deliberate about how to inspire that impact. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I'm, I'm wondering because, again, I look, I, I, we talk a lot about mission, purpose, and values on the show and that if we don't clearly understand what our intent is and where our purpose is, that sometimes we, we don't tack back to what our what our own deeply held personal values might be, right? So those things kind of all go together. Yeah. But what I discover is that a lot of times what we think, again, this whole idea of, hey, where our purpose actually leads us, is a lot of dot connecting, right? Like if A happens, then B changes, then C is realized, right? Um, and that, again, that can kind of be a, a challenge or, or again, I used the word tedious earlier to kind of dissect and get down to that. I mean, is that, would you agree with that? Again, this is true in business. I'm not so much sure if it's as true in the personal coaching services, but really diving deep into where that broader impact is, is found, is that a challenge for people to, to accept the fact that, yeah, you know what, you're having a greater impact than you even realize? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know what people I think get uh, mixed up with is understanding their clear outcomes and their goals. And it's, I mean, it's a ripple effect. The more specific you get, the more you're able to see what kind of impact you're making. Mm-hmm. It's about really, I mean, we're talking about gaining clarity about all of these themes like purpose, impact, yeah. right? And, yeah. and really understanding who you're serving, you know, I mean, to begin with, what it is that you're actually doing who you're serving, why you're serving them, right? And what kind of effect you want to you want to be able to uh, sure. have. Sure. No, I, I get that. So, um, listen, do you think that um, – well, let me, let, me, let me frame the question this way. I know on, on your Facebook page you share a little bit about how to better better leverage social media, how to present better, how to communicate better. I mean, not everything you, you share there, but there's certainly some of that is included. Where does this whole idea of understanding your impact play – if we wish to uh, communicate a little bit more effectively. I mean, how do you marry those two things? Because sometimes people might clearly know, hey, this is what I'm all about and what the impact is, but they're not the best communicators in the world. And that's one of those things that we can't necessarily farm out because we have to be able to articulate it and communicate it. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what do you what do you do there? How do you help people connect those two, the, the purpose and the impact of what they're doing with how they're communicating it? Um, I th- one of the biggest things is consistency is uh, really being able to deliver a clear, concise message over time that's congruent with their mission and their values. Mm -hmm. So I think consistency is really tough for many people, especially in the entrepreneur world, um, because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we build our own structure. And if we don't have a structure that supports uh, consistency, then it... It really, um, you know, it, it really suffers, unfortunately. So I think consistency is huge. Um, but yet again, is having that awareness and being really in tune with the mission. Yeah, I, I find a lot of people have fear right, right in this intersection, right, of being able to confidently and consistently communicate, right, um, which is kind of a, a challenge if you're trying to push your business forward because you have to continuously um, – 
you know, get the word out, speak about it, talk about it, conf- you know, convey confidence with what you're great at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if, if I'm someone, again, and I would extrapolate this out, not just to the individual or the, or the small business, but even to teams and divisions and, and indeed companies, right? If we have a, an un- we're unsettled about that consistency, I mean, what, what do you think are the simple things we could do just to get, to exercise that muscle, to create that discipline of consistent communication, even if we're fearful of doing so? Um, we try to be, yeah, and with that, when that becomes a problem, I think it's an indication that we're trying to be too many things to too many people and we're trying, we're, it's, you know, we we have too much on our plate. So I think exercising constraints around our communication, um, helps a ton because it's about keeping something simple enough to have that repetition. If something becomes too complex as human beings, we become overwhelmed with it and we drop it no matter what it is. It could be, it could be our, you know, communication and business, or it could be the diet that we just started last week. Mm -hmm. So keeping it simple is key. Number one. And, um, you know, just having developing some kind of constraints around that level of communication so that we're able to have that consistency and really identifying you know, who's going to do it, when are they going to do it, really understanding, like, you know, who's in charge of that. And, of course, when we're talking about entrepreneurs, most of the time it's just us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but if we can leverage part of that as well, um, I think that's very helpful. Yeah, no, I like that. I like, you know, it's funny because I um, a lot of what I read and I read a lot of, like, you know, things are going to help me develop my own skills and my own confidence and whatnot. And the common theme always seems to be service oriented, right? So in other words, we're so focused on serving, right? For mm-hmm. the, simply for the sake of serving that everything else improves, right? The business comes along, we're able to communicate better. Um, you know, what do you think about that as far as, because you kind of said something in there that, hey, maybe you're trying to be too many things to too many people, right? So if we, if we zero in, and even back to the beginning of our conversation where, hey, we address some of our confidence issues by understanding what we're great at and knowing where our weaknesses are. So if we combine these two things and, and commit to being completely service-oriented, you know, with, a, with a, almost an abandon, you know, not that we don't care about our business growth, but with a belief that our level of service will drive our business growth. I mean, is that, is that kind of where the intersection of these things, the confidence and the communication kind of uh, come to fruition? Well, I mean, you said a couple of things that stood out to me. This idea of being too many things to too many people and believing that that's how we're going to serve more or better. Um, again, I don't think that that's true. I think that it's almost like counterintuitive. Again, when we infuse constraints and we really narrow down and really understand who we serve and it's not everybody, we're actually able to have a bigger impact and serve more people because it's clear who Mm. we're serving. Mm. And so it brings me to the topic of boundaries where again, it seems counterintuitive that when we actually use boundaries, we're able to interact with that which we have the boundary with. It seems like a boundary is here to um, have a space or keep us away from something, but in reality, the boundary helps us get closer because it's, you know, there's clarity of where I end and where you begin. And so that clarity helps us actually have a bigger impact. 
I love that. I love that idea of clarity and and, uh, and understanding where those boundaries lie because I, I think that ultimately helps you be a better servant to those that you seek to serve, right? Absolutely. So, Shelly, listen, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I want to give you an opportunity to share with my audience. Look, if they like what they hear and they want to learn more about Shelly David Eskew, where, where should they go? What should they, what should they do? Yeah, so I'm, uh, my, my website is cleanforks.com. And I have a budding community of women and wellness on Facebook called Health Coaches Make Bank Mastermind. Okay, great. I will link those up in my show notes. And once again, my guest today has been Shelly Davidescu. You can find her at cleanforks.com. She is a business mentor for women in the wellness industry. And Shelly, I really enjoyed it. I love what you're doing. I think the concepts are applicable well beyond even just your focus area. And I think you're exemplifying what we just talked about is, is really zeroing in on, on serving those who you seek to serve best. Uh, so thanks so much for your time, and, and thank you for joining me today on Freedom Matters. Thanks so much, Joel. Um,